You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 48 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your well-rested host, Leroy Luna, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple tales about thieves who fell asleep on the job. Crazy stuff. Who does that? You'd think your adrenaline would be flowing while committing a crime, but these guys were cool as cucumbers. Of course, just because they had steady nerves, that does not mean they were at all good at what they do. Uh Uh-uh. Anywho, it's going to be fun. But before we get into it, I want to thank everyone who's been reviewing the pod. We just hit over 900 reviews on Apple Podcasts. Well on our way to 1,000. That's going to be an air horn worthy celebration, for sure, when that happens in the next couple months or so. I realize I kind of neglect all the other platforms, and I just want to make sure I let you know I appreciate the reviews you leave on any and all platforms. It helps legitimize this show in other people's eyes when they see other people are talking about it. It's always a good thing. I just saw a bunch of reviews on Podcast Addict last week for the first time. Some good, some bad. I already highlighted the bad ones in the Facebook group, and I always talk about the negative ones. I don't know why. Because it's fun, I guess? They honestly don't bother me. I just like to stay humble, and those keep me humble, all right? And I also feel maybe it comes across as kind of braggy when I talk about the uh, good ones. But we should be positive here and promote positivity. So I'm going to shout out a couple people who left five-star reviews. Uh, The first one comes via Jack Frost, and they say, Well, Leroy, I just saw you received a few one-star reviews, so I want to throw my thoughts down. Best movie announcer voice. In a world where we listen to the worst of society in podcasts, One man came forward and provides 25 minutes of humor and joy. This man is Leroy Luna. Also, joke review. I had to quit my job at the Cat Hotel. Yeah, they cut me hours. (laughs) I like that one. Uh, Thanks, brother. Great review. Um, This next one comes from Nipsickle. (laughs) And they say, Leroy's soothing voice will make you squirt. Right on. Uh, That's a good thing, right? I guess it depends what body part you're squirting from. Either way, thanks, Nipsicle. I appreciate that. 
Uh, let's get a couple of sleep-related jokes in and move on with the show. These are some real snoozies. I mean doozies. Oh dear. What do you call it when you get a movie role where you're paid to sleep? Your dream job? Yeah, no doubt. And, oh yeah, this is a good one. Why did the band's guitarist pass out on stage? Because he rocked himself to sleep. <laughs> All right. You know what that sound means? Let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends. I promise to get you back home in time for an afternoon nap. Episode number 48, Sleeping on the Rob. I think we've all gotten tired at an inopportune time in our lives, passed out when we probably shouldn't have. I'm going to tell you about a time when this happened to me. And no, it wasn't behind the wheel of my car, although there have been a couple close calls. This time I was 19, and things were getting hot and heavy between myself and a lady friend. Meow. We tore off our clothes. Things were getting quite passionate. Maybe a little too passionate, because your boy, we'll call him Little Leroy, well, he may have gotten too excited, and prematurely, you know, uh, let's just say the fireworks went off a little early. We're talking real early. Like, grazed her thigh kind of early. Um, <laughs> she didn't notice, because I threw the sheets off the bed right afterwards to get rid of the evidence. Oh man, what was I going to do? I couldn't tell her. It's too embarrassing. So I did the only reasonable thing I could do. We kissed a little more, then I said, you know what, I'm kind of tired. Maybe we should continue this later. Then I just lay down and went to sleep. Of course, I faked it in this situation. Well, faked the being tired part, not the orgasm. That was real. <laughs> uh, the guys in these stories didn't fake it, but like myself, they most definitely went to sleep at the worst possible time. Okay, for our first story, we are headed to Canton, which is a city in northeast Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. Canton has a population of about 72,000 beautiful people, beautiful people, such as Marilyn Manson. Yeah, the controversial superstar was born there on January 5th, 1969. Back in the winter of 69. One of my favorite tunes. I wonder if that was written about him. Weird. Moving on. Is Canton a safe place to live? <laughs> Hell no. Let's check in with our friends at NeighborhoodScout.com to find out more. They give Canton a 1 on the crime index. This is the second time we've had a number 1. No air horn this time. This means Canton is only safer than 1% of cities in the U.S. of A. Wow. Your chances of becoming a victim of a violent crime are 1 in 72 in Canton. 
as opposed to 1 in 341 for the rest of Ohio. Thankfully, this crime doesn't turn violent, but it is a property crime where the chances are 1 in 19 of becoming a victim. With that being said, let us mosey on over to the home of Stacy Stedman, who lives with her hubby, Raymond Pearson, his brother, Bryant Pearson, and their teenage son, who shall remain nameless. This is a very fresh one. It took place less than two months ago, on September 13th, 2021. It was a Monday morning, extremely early, 3.45 a.m., when Raymond pulled out of his driveway and was about to head to work. That's when he spots a suspicious-looking dude walking toward his house. He's got pants on, but no shirt. Kind of strange. So Raymond waits for this man to walk past his home a little ways before he drives off to work. I've done this before. Working midnights, I remember turning off my street and heading to work when I saw a man walking in that direction. I just got a bad vibe off him. So I ended up turning around a couple minutes later and driving past my home just to make sure everything was kosher. Call it paranoia, but you just never know. Always trust your gut. Better safe than sorry. And in this case, Raymond's gut was right. Because after he left, the topless 33-year-old man headed back to his home popped off the screen in the front porch window and crawled his ass into the living room, all in the matter of about one or two minutes. Bam, just like that. Even though this was a fuller house than the intruder probably suspected, no one heard him enter. Stacy's theory is that was because she was sleeping with the air conditioner on in her room, which is pretty loud. Her teenage boy sleeps like a freaking log. And her brother-in-law, Bryant, has a habit of passing out with the TV on. He'd get along well with my wife. Always with the Friends reruns. Anyways, back to this intruder. He enters the home. It's almost 4 a.m. at this point. And it must have been a warm night because he goes out on their back deck and takes a dip in the pool. Nice. They have a pretty cool little back deck patio situation going on in a small round above ground pool. I know this from a picture I saw with Stacy and Raymond posing back there with their dog. A little pooch who must not be much of a watchdog. Because there is no mention of him or her barking that morning. Not a yappy mutt like most of them in my neighborhood. We know this late night dip occurred because Stacy later would find her back door still open. And the man's wet pants on the ground by the pool. Which means he went swimming with his trousers on. Personally I would have removed my pants. Took a skinny dip. Then put them back on after like a gentleman. He really didn't think this part through too well. So after this dip... The man who is now either naked or in soaking wet undies makes his way into the kitchen. He's hungry, so he takes a peek into the fridge. The family had chicken that night, so he helped himself to the leftovers. He also uses the washroom. Then after what we can only assume was a long night, he goes upstairs and passes out in the spare room of this four-bedroom home. A couple hours later, around 6 a.m., some pretty early risers in this house, Stacy gets up and she wakes her teenage boy. It's Monday morning, he's got school. Uh, this is when Stacy sees the light on in the spare bedroom. Confused, she goes in there and that's when she finds the sleepy stranger lying in the bed. She screams and wakes brother-in-law Bryant's ass up and tells him, quote, There's a half-naked man lying on the bed, end quote. The intruder grabs a pair of the teenage boy's underwear before he gets chased out of the house. Uh, he grabbed the underwear in a non-perverted way, I think, uh, just to throw on his body, not because he's interested in teenage boys. Just thought I'd throw that in there, because it sounded kind of creepy. Also, time out here for a minute. This is the second time the intruder's been described by the family as half-naked. 
Raymond said he was wearing pants with no shirt when he saw him. Then Stacy says he's lying in the bed half naked. Now we know his pants are wet outside. He didn't have a shirt, and he grabbed the teenager's underwear to put on when he left the home. Maybe I'm looking too deep into this detail, but what the heck was he wearing then? Maybe he just had a towel on or something, because they would later find a wet towel on the bedroom floor. Surprised, Stacy was kind of disappointed in herself, stating, quote, I didn't even think to get my gun, end quote. Not really shocking, though. You never know how you're going to react to these type of crazy situations. Stacy looks tough. She can definitely hold her own, but it was a smart move getting her brother-in-law to help out. Stacy also added, quote, The floor was wet by the bed. He even lit a candle in the bathroom. He just helped himself to everything in our house. End quote. A little mood lighting in the washroom. I like that. Nice touch. So this wasn't much of a robbery, more like a break and enter. A B&E. Not to be confused with a B&B, which is what the intruder seemed to think it was. He did steal the family's chicken, which he consumed, and a pair of underwear. But that was it. The family also found some mail left on their table, which was actually their neighbors down the street. When they returned it, the neighbor checked their ring doorbell security camera. Not a sponsor. Yet. And they saw this man on the footage, helping himself to their mail. Something else kind of funny, when the intruder was chased out of the home, he was pretty polite about the whole situation. He asked them if they wanted him to place the screen back on their porch window. Oddly helpful, but they declined. Stacy called police, who caught the man down the street. He isn't named in any articles I could see, only described as a 33-year-old man who police suspected was under the influence. He's been charged with burglary for this incident. Like I said, though, this one's still pretty fresh. Police say he also has an aggravated drug possession charge against him from a separate incident earlier in the summer. So this guy seems to find trouble. Luckily, no one was hurt in this strange series of events, but it was enough to make Stacy and her family take some extra precautions. It was a real wake-up call. She said, quote, We have four bedrooms upstairs. Did he check all of them to see which ones everyone was in before he got to the guest room? He could have killed us all while we were asleep. End quote. It's a little dramatic, but, I mean, it's happened. Raymond also stated, My family is shook, and I'm shook too. I'm just glad God was with my family. He then says the intruder was blessed because the devil was away. Not really sure what he means by that. Is he referring to himself as the devil? Because he was at work? Regardless, yeah, I can only imagine how violated the family feels after that. It's tough on those hot summer nights, but it's always a good idea to keep your windows shut and locked when going to bed. At least the ones on the main floor. As my bro Jack Luna always says, eyes cocked, doors and windows shut and locked. Or something like that. Security cameras are always helpful as well and a nice deterrent. I know the family didn't hear this guy break into their home, but I'm almost thinking a busy household is the best kind to break into. You'd think a place with one person would be easier, but not really. Think about it. If you enter a home late at night and you're walking around doing your thing, and a sole occupant lives there, they're on high alert. Any sound they hear, they're going to be ready to call the cops or maybe grabbing a weapon to confront you. But if you enter a place and a bunch of people live there, it's not a big deal to hear movement. You just think, oh, dad must be taking a late night shit. Or perhaps mom can't sleep. Or the brother-in-law is getting up to get a midnight snack. Know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to give potential thieves any advice. Just a thought. I like to look at these crimes from any and all angles. Anywho, that was our first sleepy sack of shit. What do you say we learn about another? Ah, imagine if this podcast was my job. This is just too much fun. It ought to be illegal. 
Anyways, let's go, let's go, let's go to Goose Creek, which is a city in Berkeley County, South Carolina. Goose Creek has a population of 45,946, according to a 2020 census. Goose Creek looks like a very cool, outdoorsy kind of place. Things to do there? Well, you can visit Cypress Gardens, where they have some scenic trails and swamp boat tours. You can picnic at North Charleston Wanamaker County Park. And there's also Gahigan Park. Nailed it. Uh, which has a really cool outdoor recreation area for the kids. This city doesn't appear to be very violent. In fact, NeighborhoodScout.com says your chances of becoming a victim of a violent crime in Goose Creek are 1 in 386, while chances of becoming a victim of property crime are much more common at 1 in 46. And that's what we're looking at here. So let's go laughing all the way to the bank. We're going to go to BB&T on St. James Avenue. I'm unfamiliar with this company myself, but BB&T stands for Branch Banking and Trust, or Best Bank in Town. Locals seem to disagree with that last moniker, though, as this particular branch received a 2.8 out of 5 stars from 16 Google reviews. Let's check a couple out, shall we? Sean Lenny King gave this one star just three weeks ago. Quote, If I could give this bank zero stars, I would. Yeah, heard that one before. The branch manager, James DeVito, shout out, is a big liar. My wife and I deposited a check that was from a major bank, from a major corporation, into the ATM machine at BB&T. BB&T refused to make the funds available and told us we had to wait 10 days. My wife and I went into the Goose Creek branch of BB&T and the manager there assured us both that he would release the hold on funds sooner than 10 days. After several business days had passed, we both called and emailed this unscrupulous manager. James DeVito said that money wasn't available. I called a different branch manager, and the other manager released our money to us immediately upon request. Do not do business with the Goose Creek, South Carolina branch. They are woefully dishonest. End quote. Damn. Sean Lenny King throwing it down. All right, we got another one from Lacey Sweat. That's a hot name. Uh, just five months ago, she said, quote, slowest bank I've ever been to in my life, end quote. And she still gave it two stars. Nice chick. Well then, this bank doesn't sound the greatest, but you want to know a good way to avoid slow service and woefully dishonest and unscrupulous managers? You go after hours. And that's exactly what a man did just one month ago. On Sunday, October 10th, 2021, the time is 12.30 a.m., so technically it's Sunday, but come on, it's still Saturday night in my opinion. It's shortly after midnight, and this guy smashes one of the windows with a rock and climbs in. He cuts his hand up pretty badly in the process, but doesn't let that stop him. Now let me just say this, if you're going to break into a bank and get a decent sum of money, you should do it during bank hours. Get a few thousand from the registers and hightail it out of there. Unless you're a safe cracker and sneaking in overnight with a crew and a plan to walk away with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, you're not going to get away with any cash. The tellers don't just leave money lying around overnight. It's all safely tucked away. You're basically in an office at this point. That's it. So the bleeding wannabe bandit wanders around the bank for a bit, then walks over to the vault to try his luck. No, just kidding. He doesn't care about the vault. He heads over to the break room instead and munches on some food in the fridge before snagging some raw chicken and attempting to cook it in a toaster. 
As you can imagine, that didn't work out too well, so he gives up. Talk about Salmonella City. I've seen videos where people have cooked steak in a toaster, and it kind of works. It's still very rare and bloody. You had to do it for like 5-10 minutes though. It's pretty inconsistent, not to mention messy. The cleanup's a bitch. Very unsanitary. Anyway, the man then starts to get tired, of course. That's kind of the theme this episode. I'm not sure if he had a little too much to drink and tried to sleep it off, or perhaps all the blood loss made him sleepy from the cut on his hand. But he passes out in the lobby in a makeshift bed he created. Eventually, police get called, and when they arrive, they yell to the man and wake him up. They tell the groggy guy to come out through the front door. He struggles and can't get it open, so he has to climb out the window from which he came. Uh, They take him to the hospital to have his cuts looked at and ID the man as 36-year-old Nicholas Rodriguez. He is arrested and charged with second-degree burglary. When police search him, he has no money on his person. The bank manager is called and he checks out the place. No word on if the manager was douchebag James DeVito. Uh, He says everything looked fine, untouched even. Besides the break room, of course. When police asked why he did it, Nicholas said he heard voices telling him to. (laughs) Smells like bullshit to me. But you never know. Could be a schizophrenic or something along those lines. What do you think that makeshift bed was made out of? Some pillows and cushions, like a little fort? That's my guess. And that would have been pretty cool. Anyways, that was a that was a bit of a short one. Weird stuff indeed. Uh, both of them had a few things in common. Besides them passing out, they were chowing down on some food and just getting up to some weird stuff. Okay, takeaways from these two very fresh recent stories. Maybe take a nap before you rob a place. Maybe have a cup of coffee first. I'm sure drugs and alcohol were heavily involved. These men most definitely weren't criminal masterminds. It's almost as if the robbing wasn't the main motive, like I first thought. Maybe it was on the wrong path here, and this was the whole idea all along. Maybe they achieved what they were going for. This was their endgame. Maybe, just maybe, these dudes were tired, lonely, and looking for a place to crash for the night. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. 
That's a wrap on episode number 48, Sleeping on the Rob. I hope you enjoyed this snooze fest. Not in a boring way, you know, in a calm, relaxing way. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. It's that time again. Listener confession time, baby. So, let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal. Let me hear your softcore crimes. Your softcore crimes. Let me hear your softcore crimes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I went with the long version that time. Oh, it's been a while. Hey, it's me again to read a confession from a listener named Nugget. So pretty much at my community center, there is a donation bin right beside a garbage can right up against the building. And as you can imagine, us being teenagers at a party, decided it would be a good idea to climb on top of the garbage can, then on top of the donation bin, and pull ourselves up onto the balcony and run up the side of the roof and get on the very top. After doing this, I realized I had to go to the washroom. But it's not like I wanted to go down and run all the way home and back and then climb back on. So I decided to, um, well, go to the bathroom on top of the roof. Yes, I did shit on a roof. I guess I can now cross that off my bucket list. After doing my business, I come back and there's a latch that my friends are trying to open and two of them go in. You might not yet understand how this gets with my shitting on a roof, but you will soon. So my two friends go in, and the rest of us are waiting and waiting, and nothing. They don't come back. So eventually we decide to climb back down. And when we get to the bottom, all we hear is an alarm and the popo coming, and I run as fast as I can out of there. Later that night I get a text about everything that happened. So apparently when my friends went into the building... The hatch was in a storage room that locked from the inside, so when they went in, they couldn't get back out. So they had to open the emergency door. And the police came, obviously, and they had to check the cameras. And I guess on that camera footage, you could see me shitting on the roof. Yep, up close and personal. Never showed my face there ever again. Nugget. Wow, Nugget. (laughs) Yep, can't say I've ever shat on a roof before. So that's pretty cool. Uh, The cops saw you shitting on camera. Oh man, it would be great to get a hold of that footage. I'm assuming you never got in trouble for it though, or you probably would have let us know. Dodged a bullet there. Uh, Let that be a lesson to everyone. These days, there are cameras everywhere. So watch what you're doing. Thanks for that one, Nugget. A very fitting name, by the way. If you want to be like our friend Nugget here and have your confession played on the air, email it to excusemethatsillegal at gmail.com. Okay, let us now get serious for a moment as we induct the next members into the elite group known as the Neighborhood Watch. Russell S. Kate B. Lisa C. And Desiree B. You are now members of the Neighborhood Watch. Let's sound the air horns to make it official. Thank you so much for joining up, my friends. It really means a lot. Only four people this time around. That's okay. It was bound to slow down eventually after that initial rush. (laughs) I'm not crying over here. Nah, I'm kidding. 
If you would like to join the squad, though, and help your boy achieve his dreams of becoming a full-time podcaster, just type in patreon.com slash excuse me, that's illegal. And for the price of a Big Mac a month, you'll receive some kick-ass bonus content in return. Before we part ways, I do have a promo to play for you from a comedy true crime pod called I Said God Damn. Great name. Stacy and Aaron are best friends who share crazy crime stories with each other. Hey, that sounds like a hell of a good time to me. I'll let them tell you all about their sassy show in a moment. As for myself, I'll meet you right here in another 10 days for more softcore scumbaggery. Peace! All right, take it away, Stacy and Aaron. crime listeners check out our podcast i said god damn we're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by two besties who like to share messed up cases that make you say god damn every sunday we try to one-up each other's story by sharing a horrific case the other has never heard of along the way we splash in some wildly inappropriate jokes and colorful language listen every sunday from any of your favorite podcast directories also follow us on twitter at isgd podcast or visit our website isgdpodcast.com When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.